Welcome to Bothering the Band. My name is Ryan Bynack. With me, as always, Abigail Ann Levy. We have a great episode today with uh, someone we've been wanting to have on the pod. We're big fans of his music, his podcast, his book. Brett Newski, everyone. Uh, welcome to Bothering the Band, Brett Newski. Thank you for the, thank you for the hospitality. Fans. Yeah, dude. We're, we're big fans. Uh, coincidentally, this is not made up at all. We when we first started this about a you know we're we're probably we're a year and a half almost two years in. You were at the top of our lists, man. And then, really, okay, uh, well, cool. I'm very honored. As uh, fate would have it, the other day I got an email with a new song, and I just and, and we we just fired it off and said, yeah, dude. and it worked. Cool. And how is how is your morale as people? How are your spirits? <laughs> I'm great today. Abby, how are you doing? Uh, happy, tired, but happy. Good. Okay. Well, this will be good for morale in general, I think. Let's uh, let's let it rip. Yes. So we always like to, uh, well, we're, we're in good morale because we get to hang out with our just favorite musicians. Somehow we just scammed our way into be- becoming friends with our favorite musicians so. <laughs> and comedians too. Um, we like to start this with how are you and where are you? I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Um, Milwaukee is, uh, you know, famous for the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Beer, cheese, mass alcoholism, and Jeffrey Dahmer. I love it. What a great introduction to Wisconsin. And uh, th- I have this written down. I've, I've spent some time in Wisconsin. Have, when's the last time you went to Wausau, Wisconsin? Yeah, Wausau, we played there with the, the Violent Femmes a couple of years ago at a place called the Grand Theater, I think, in Wausau. It's like an old historic theater. But uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an all right town. You know, it's kind of yeah. kind of a little bit rough around the edges, blue collar town. But that's, you know, that's that's how I like my town. So it's I, I respect Wausau. Does it still smell? Last time I was there, it oh, smells. There's a paper mill. Yeah, there's a paper mill. Yeah, paper mills smell like ass but yeah once in a while it's not like full-time ass smell but yeah you do get hit with wafts of it you know in doses (laughs) i i love wisconsin wisconsin's a great place thanks Uh, what's the last new music you listened to um i have been uh this is a hard question because i always have to look at my um like list of of records and i'm actually not wearing pants right now so i don't want to stand up (laughs) I mean, I'm wearing like really short shorts, but it's nothing incriminating. So I'm not going to stand up and go look at my records. Um, let's see. I've been uh, putting on a lot of uh, Nada Surf recently. We were just on tour with them in Europe. So they're, they're one of my favorite bands. Been spinning them. Oh, um, if, you, if you want a great record to make dinner to and just kind of uh, zone out and kind of wind out for the day, um, there's this really nice band called Bonnie Dune, D-O-O-N, B, uh, Bonnie Dune, and uh they have a record called Long Wave that I think was recorded on tape, and it's just a lazy kind of slacker, uh, kick your feet up. Um, are they from do nothing and stare at the ceiling. Are they from Washington State, by any chance? I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. They all kind of look like Kurt Cobain and uh, only have like two shirts each. I want to say that Frank Turner, we had Frank Turner, who, who we'll get to in a little bit. Um, common ground 
we had, and I want to say he talked about that band. Did he? It, it's mm-hmm. ringing a bell for certain. That's why I asked. Yeah, um, I do. I do like enjoy Frank Turner, and uh, yeah, I'm sure. I, I know he's like real big into like a lot of '90s alternative jangly guitar rock, which which makes me happy because that's some of my favorite kind of music, you know. Oh yes, indeed. Um, that's why we love your music. You're talking to two children, uh, born and bred of the '90s, proudly. So. Uh, I was rocking out. Aside from rocking out to your music today, I, I went. I was. I went down Gin Blossom. Oh, I was just going to bring up Gin Blossoms. I oh, got shit. made fun of a lot for loving Gin Blossoms. Did that happen to you? <laughs> no, man. You can't make fun of the Gin Blossom. I love them. I have a Gin Blossom shirt. No, I mean I got made fun of a lot for you liking did. Gin That's too. insane. Those yeah. people don't know shit. Well, there's a lot of bullies at our school, and they they all listen to Insane Clown Posse and Fred Durst. <laughs> So they hated me. That's the first problem right there. And Kid Rock now, probably. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kid Rock was big. That CD where he just had the middle finger on the CD. Remember that CD? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was all that violent. And that I think that comes around to this Woodstock 99 documentary. I don't know if you've seen that. No, it's it, on the uh, list. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's just like a complete breakdown of civilization and people go nuts and uh, it gets pretty sketchy and dangerous. But it's like all these bands like Corn and Limp Biscuit and uh, the most angry bands in the world. And they, they didn't book any like real security. They just hired a bunch of stoner kids to work the security. So it just um, it just got to be like really violent and scary. And they like raided all the buildings. I won't give too much away, but, but it's worth the watch. I know several people who went yeah to, tell me more to that i mean um we were in high school i wanted to go i thought it was like really cool i was like let me go my parents were like no way yeah one of them came back with a broken arm but they had a blast yeah no uh the water supply was contaminated so no one had like clean drinking water for for all four days it was there was shit in the water oh man i didn't yeah. hear horror stories but also you know, they're high school kids bragging, so they only told the good parts. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure it was amazing, especially when your life is a little bit on the line. I'm sure that really enhances the fun, you know. Uh, did we have someone on the pod who was at one of the Woodstock, either 94 or, or it was 90, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold was at 94, right? Tom Arnold. Oh, doing comedy. No, he was just there hanging out with like Shannon Hoon. Okay, and nice. uh <laughs> chris farley chris farley yeah. yeah we had tom arnold on the pod he was he was loads of fun can you imagine chris farley in a mosh pit holy <laughs> lord oh man all coked up and, and yeah full, full, he's a famous famous uh wisconsinite that's right madison wisconsin yeah i have a photo when i went to wisconsin i have a photo of myself in front of his grave uh really young i was like 17 and i'm just like smiling like a dickhead so disrespectful you're going to hell oh so respectful though i was my he's my hero um i was gonna say something about woodstock 99 or something but I, i'll say that the kids who wore the limp biscuit and corn shirts in our high school my high school um we used to under our breath of course would make fun of them by just saying this like oh man it must suck to have your stepdad not understand you well, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the whole reason people loved Fred Durst, you know. My stepdad's dick. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> Fred Durst is like a, you know, he's an easy guy to make fun of because he's such a douche, but 
you um, when you see the documentary, it kind of makes sense because some of the like kids are like explaining why they loved him so much because he like didn't look like a rock star and he just looked like a local drunk dad. And, uh, <laughs> I think that really worked for him. He did it all for the nookie. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a this is a great segue here. If you're at a party at your parents' house and a nerdy older stranger corners you in the kitchen, how do you describe to this person what you do? Like a punisher? You're talking about punishers. You know that term? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So yeah, a punisher is someone who just incessantly talks at you and, and doesn't stop and then you can't escape, like doesn't give you an out. You and you don't you don't get to say anything either. You you don't get any words in. So um I don't know, like it it happens a lot on tour. Like I'll try to have the tour manager be like a punisher deflector, and there's like a signal, you know, I'll like scratch my ear or something and he'll he'll help kind of deflect a punisher but if it happens at like my dad's party um and it does you know that does happen I don't know it's like I'm not that good at drinking so I would say just have an extra rum and coke but then then I gotta fight off the blues the next day so I don't know that's a great question I usually just uh, I don't go to parties that seems to be the answer yeah I mean this comes from I, I as a you know we're, Abby and I are creative people that we do this you know we're lucky and when we meet normal, normal people and we're like, they, it's just real tough to describe what we do, you know, well, I and I can it, only imagine yeah. you do so much. So how do you, how do you like, uh, I don't know, whittle it down for these. Don't you think dubs? too, as the older you get, you just get weirder, you know? <laughs> oh yes. Embrace it though. And then it I just do. becomes harder and harder to hang out with like normalcy. It just, because you've, you've, you, you only get so much of that and you hit your quota probably at like 29 and then yeah shit just gets so weird or weirdoism ensues yeah oh man i can only imagine like the blue collar like uh people in wisconsin cornering you like hey brett what do you do well they're kind of the best actually like uh all my uncles are like hunting and fishing dudes that just like you know go to friday night fish fries with old shitty bars with muskies on the walls that's like my whole like family heritage so that that it's great but yeah sometimes someone will come up to you and like try to bait you with politics and blame everything on joe or donnie and then they want you to take the bait and then they'll just and then you don't and then they still punish you anyway and and talk about taxes for nine minutes and yeah it's rough oh man there's a you you're a comedy guy too we have a question about that in a little bit but uh do you know who nate bargazzi is yeah sure Nate Bargatze has a great bit where he's like, I'm a comic. He's like, I'm doing okay. I live in a cul-de-sac. And he's like, these other dads want to be like, so how much is your property taxes? And he's like, I have no idea what that means. He's like, a hundred. Yeah. And then he just leaves it. And they're like, wow, that's so low. And he's like, too low? Uh, I don't know, a million? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Taxes he's big. You kind of have a Bargatze look, actually. Oh, no. He's, you know? Uh, Ryan's art Nazi. Point Nazi. <laughs> All right. When me, <laughs> this is old. You live in day. Orlando. Uh, I'm. We're. Uh, Abby and I are from Orlando originally. Okay. Where do you live, Abby? Currently, Wyoming. Wyoming. Holy mm-hmm. crap! That's cool. Yeah. I've never met a person who lives in Wyoming. It's not a real place. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, okay. You're just trying to get on the. Nobody's um, coming. Well, I live uh, right near Yellowstone, so I'm in a the touristy part of the state the only touristy part of the state 
you see any bears or like spooky uh, giant wild animals? Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, bears spooky are bears. not bears as much because I don't go to where the bears are, but there's deer and moose and elk. Any close calls me. or anything? Not with bears. Um, I've almost run into a couple of moose a few times. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Have you ever seen a ghost bear? No. Are they like an albino bear? What is that? No, like a dead bear that came back to seek revenge. Oh, I haven't. Have you? (laughs) You said spooky and then bear, and that's where my mind went. There's oh, okay. I thought that was like a breed of bear or something, like a it is a mutant bear. It is. No, just listen to me. (laughs) There's bears in Canada. I have to look it up. Carry on. We'll come back to the bears in a minute. I'm always yeah. worried I'm gonna in the woods I'm gonna see like a Neanderthal or like a Bigfoot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't you can't relate to that. I came up Heck with this. Yeah. this Is it, did you ask or like go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you, let's go back to Orlando Magic. I was gonna say, um, did, is that why you asked? You're the only one to, I, well, no, B. Beeman said something about it too, but. Uh, I like the Orlando Magic because I was obsessed with Shaq and Penny Hardaway as a kid. And then my yeah. brother lived there coaching basketball for two years and he just moved to the Czech Republic to run a basketball academy. So Whoa. I was down there all the time uh, hoping I'd see Shaq. Penny's my favorite. Shaq is is, is uh, top of our list. And on, honestly, I read an interview with you, top of your list, to have on your podcast as well. Yeah, do you know him? Can you help me? <laughs> oh, he's right here. Uh, no, uh, but we have tweeted at him a bunch to try to... I bet you... I'll tell you what, if we get him, we'll send you his info, and you do the same if you get him. Well, if we keep the pod going long enough, we can get him on the way down, you know, when he's really kind of on yeah. the way out. Yeah, I feel I feel as though we should um, have a plea here to our listeners that if any of you out there know Shaq or have a connection to Shaq, that maybe you should help us get Shaq. That could be good. Yeah. Yeah. Or or Scotty Pippen, like some B-list NBA star. We need someone Anybody? with music, you know, music cred. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm up for any anything like that. Anything to get me closer to the NBA. Are you a big basketball fan? Yeah, big time. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yes, we are big bear. We love we love the hoops. We have to go right. back to the bears momentarily, please. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> because I had already found it, but okay, see this. <laughs> um, my roommate's on the couch. I have to be in the living room right now. My room is off limits. So he heard me say ghost bears and he knew what I was talking about too. And he just sent me a link to it. But there are bears in Canada. They are called ghost bears. I can't say what they're actually called Kermode, Kermode bears. Okay. Or spirit bears. And uh, they're very light in color. They're not polar bear white, but they're like very light, light brown. And you, can pet, them, you can pet them and stuff? Probably yeah. safe. Definitely safe. I would like feed them a bologna sandwich to get them close enough. And then yeah, you pet safety them. bears. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're really pretty. Can you see that? Aww. Oh, I've never seen those before. Those are cool. What is it? So, what do you do? Like in Wyoming, are you in a small town or what's the style of life like there? big city Uh, no um i work in a town with a population of ten thousand. okay i live in a town with a population of 1100 so it's very slow and country and outdoorsy did you live in a big city at one point and just have had enough kind of thing orlando oh yeah okay and tampa i also lived in tampa for a while um so yeah 
I came out here for a summer job. Like you can work in the national parks at like the various hotels or restaurants or whatever. Okay. Sure, sure. Um, it's seasonal work. And so I came out for a summer a really long time ago and I turned it into a career. Oh, good. Nice work. Respect. So thank you. And Ryan, are you an official Florida man now? Or does they ask you that uh, every week? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hate, uh, I hate that. I just asked that. It's okay. Question. Don't answer that. Well, reluctantly, I am in South Florida, but depending on who asks, I, I'm from New York City. That's where okay. my home is. Abby's heard this many times. I apologize. Um, but yes, I'm in South Florida, uh, came of age in uh, Orlando, love, you know, have at the right time of falling in love with basketball was when Shaq and Penny were huge. Yeah, so that my family was from Chicago. They were big Bulls fans. Obviously, Michael Jordan was huge, but I wanted to distance myself from them and the magic were everything. Yeah. I still love them. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's so interesting with like, um, I'm starting to realize like the mathematics of conversations more, you know, how it's like, you'll, you'll have like an opportunity for maybe, but over the course of an hour talking to someone, you know, there'll be four or five forks in the road where you get to ask a question. And I just chose like a completely stock question and totally just burned three minutes that could have been awesome but i just ruined oh well they were awesome it, this is the pod man this is exactly what we want is just to you know similar to your pod where it's like it we're not asking the same questions every musician gets asked uh in, in press junkets and shit sure. so happy to talk basketball always um and there was something you just, I like the way you just said ruined, ruined, ruined. Did you hear oh, that? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess I live pretty close to Canada. Maybe I sound weird. <laughs> do you say sorry as well? No, no, definitely not. Okay. Do, do you follow the, the Milwaukee Bucks? Are they like important now nationally? They're pretty big. Giannis is huge. Yeah. You know, uh, I like them. I like what they're doing. Small market team. Doing it the right way, building from the ground up. I cheered for their championship. Yep. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty wild to be in town for that. Just like, you know, thirty thousand people jumping in the streets and uh, like just around the arena. So it was it was pretty pretty wild. And then oh, the dude, um, cool. it was like a great run of like just people well behaved. And then I think right right in the last game of the playoffs, somebody got shot like right downtown at, oh the, at a Bucks oh rally. We were we almost batted a thousand there. That's Fourth weird. highest crime rate in the country, people. Really? Yeah, Milwaukee. <laughs> wow. It's because it of all the of, bars. I was gonna say, is it all the drinking? Yeah, we also we have the 13 of the top 20 drunkest cities in America in Wisconsin. Well, my family is also from Wisconsin, so can yeah, you, confirm. Yeah, you know the drill. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Real stupid question. And this is perfect because Abby mentioned feeding sandwiches to bears, ghost bears. When you're making a sandwich, are you putting the condiments on the bread or are you a psycho and put condiments on the meat? Oh yeah, that's funny to think about. Uh, no, I'm I'm a bread. I yeah, I, I'm I don't know. I'm a breadman. You know, a bread. I put it on the bread, and uh, I hope to make more bread in the coming months on the on the next tour. But yeah, that's a good question. So that's your Jewish last name, Irving Breadman. 
My Jewish name is Brent Jewski. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's almost too easy. Yeah. Yeah, it's too easy. It's like we were going to ask you a Brewski question and, and we nixed it because I'm like, it's too easy. Yeah, there's a there's a beer now. I think it's in Wisconsin called Brewski. And I, I get like one message a day from people asking if it's like my my beer that I like partnered them with. And I nope, no, it's not. You should get them to sponsor your pod. Yeah, I was thinking it'd be cool to get like a beer. You know, a lot of people are doing that now. They get their like a beer made after their their mm-hmm. band or their thing or whatever. But um, it would just be such a nightmare to schlep beer around and try to sell it at shows, you know? Yeah. Just put Miller Lite in there, call it, and put a different label on it. Exactly. I mean, I think that's that's how it's done. Do you guys <laughs> have any good merch ideas for me? Like items? That was it. Um, bandanas? Yeah, bandana. Yeah, yeah. I like bandanas. I don't think our crowd is, like, tough. We don't have, like, a like tough guy rock. I don't know if they would wear bandanas. Maybe a... Um, like a squirt gun or something I thought could be cool. Oh, that's fun. Although then like guns and then you're just going down the road. Yeah. That was a pretty big nineties thing. It's things have gotten a bit, a bit uh, more sensitive. Tenacious fidget spinners. What are those? Fidget spinners. Like like a top. Sure. Put in your fingers. Okay. I saw them. Yeah, you definitely have. You think those would sell? No. You, would, <laughs> you know, you would schlep a box of those and end up giving them away. That's you don't want to ask us. We yeah. end up schlepping all our shirts back every time. What do we know about merch? Okay, what's on your shirt? Is it is it a cool shirt? It's the lo- well, our main one is the logo with the tape that says, okay. you know, bothering the band. It's cassette tape. It's hard We've to ship a- units, yeah. Yeah, it, it's tough. Uh, no one has cash either, so it's like you're like, I guess there's Venmo Abbey. <laughs> but I think that could be good too because people think of that as fake money, so they'll be like, True. "Oh, yeah, I got that," and then they just like hit a button and then they send you fake money that's converts into real money. I bought a shed the other day with Venmo money, and I texted Ryan right after purchasing it and said that basically means it's free, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. I, I bought an entire shed. <laughs> free shed. Okay, we got some uh we got some childhood questions. When you were a kid, <clears throat> did you hold people to literal time? Like if someone was like, Brett, I'll get to it in one second. And you're like, one. Ooh, good question. Um terrible question. I am pretty, I am not like, I got to work on my patience, I think. And I think it's potentially getting worse because, um, you know, I I might be getting addicted to freedom at this point, just because, you know, I've been single for the past year and um, just kind of have a lot, not not a lot of um, people leaning on me in a sense of like family and stuff. So um, my parents are currently healthy and all that stuff. So um, yeah, I just hope I don't get too addicted to freedom because it might be hard to come back from that. Uh, but yeah, I do want to get better at patience. And I kind of lost what I was talking about. I'm just writing addicted to freedom down. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. That's a song title. You can, you, that's yours. You just said it. So. I'll take it. You get 4%. <laughs> Oh, you can keep the 4%. We just want uh, bandanas when you make them. (laughs) 
Uh, when you were a kid, did you have chicken pox ever? Yeah, I do. I did. I remembered it, it actually very vividly. I was like, I was like four. I was on my friend. Uh, this girl lived in the backyard and she had a real cool swing set. And I remember like I, I had trouble going on the swing because my ass hurt so much. And then my mom looked at my ass and I had chicken pox and pretty soon it was uh, it was everywhere. Ouch. Is that uh, people still get that? That seems like a prehistoric thing like polio or something. I don't know. I have a kid and I hope she doesn't get chicken pox. Yeah. You should know there's a vaccine. You should know yeah. whether or not you vaccinated her for it. I don't know shit. <laughs> I never had chicken pox as a kid. Um, despite growing up in a real shitty, no like no one give a shit household. And okay. Yeah, never had it. Well, you might be good because I feel like, you know, if uh, you know the more you're out playing in the dirt and not giving a shit, the better your immune system is for life. Like my, uh, my ex-girlfriend, her dad grew up on like the, in Israel, um, in like the fifties and there, they would find like dead bodies on the street and stuff and rats and they were playing with rats and stuff. And like when they moved to Detroit, um, everyone on the block got polio except the two kids who grew up in Israel who were playing in like the sewers and stuff. So you're in good shape. Oh my goodness. Are you double jointed at all anywhere? I don't think so. Um, yeah. Abby, are you double? You got any double? You got a weird elbow? No. I mean, no? I can do like this weird, the weird thing with my finger, but are there I don't any like that means net gains to being double jointed? Net gain. I mean, <laughs> aside from impressing your friends in like middle school, no. Maybe being able to like scratch your back. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Net gains of being. <laughs> Next question. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, do you have any lifelong boycott of anything? Is there anything you've sworn off forever? Man, you're good at questions. Um, I've never been asked any of these questions. So big, big respect. Yeah, I mean, I ate a fillet of fish once when I worked at McDonald's, and that was rough. And I, I, I boycotted those. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess working at McDonald's was pretty cool. Other than that, you know, I, I talked to a girl for the first time when I was fourteen. That was big, and uh, I got to, I got to clean the fry later. And I, I took out. Remember those? You ever seen those giant black like? satanic vats of grease that they dump all the grease into over the course of a work day and then you have to take it out to this like weird dumpster where like the toxic waste committee comes out and scoops it up did you work in fast food ever yes i worked at mcdonald's she worked at a couple oh you worked at mickey d's respect yeah dude uh, <laughs> abby worked at taco bell where else sonic taco bell sonic and boston market oh what's the most fun Taco Bell. Why is that? Boston Market. You were stoned the whole time? <laughs> Why was that um, cool? Yeah, I was stoned. It was when all the Star Wars toys were coming out, even though those prequel movies sucked. It was still a lot of fun. And the Chihuahua. I worked there during the Chihuahua. Oh, wow. I don't know. Taco Bell glory days, man. When the Mexican pizza was still good. And I was 14 or 15 and getting a paycheck for nothing. Mm-hmm. What was like, the minimum wage then? Jesus, probably three or four something. Wow. Yeah, I remember it being 515. Yeah, it was 515 at McDonald's. 
and uh, I remember negotiating for five twenty-five. No way! Like a, like a grown-up. I was like, you I'll take this. I'll take this. Or... Jo- I'll take this job for five twenty-five. Oh Ten man! <laughs> the manager's just trying not to laugh. Sure. You know what's funny? I feel like you'll identify with this. Is at the time I thought that man who I asked was like a hundred years old. I he know. was probably mm-hmm. like twenty-seven. Yep, yep. You never know. Like when you're a kid, you're like, oh, my teacher is 59 and she's like 21. But especially with fast food establishment yeah. management. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. How old are you now, Brad? I'm, I'm 35. Okay. All right. So we got a couple of years on you. When's your birthday? December 27th, 1986. Okay, cool. Social so security can't... number is 39. <laughs> Email. <laughs> Mother's maiden name. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, dirt or sand? I can only pick one. Dirt. I think dirt's good. Did you hear there was somebody like selling like organic boxed dirt on Amazon? That was like a news story a couple of weeks ago, like for like 30 bucks a pop or something. It's just they made a really cool box for it. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, anyway, sorry. I love people. That's like the guy yeah. with the clothesline in the 80s or the 90s oh we put a ad in like a magazine and it was um like a solar clothes dryer and it was Mm -hmm. only like 49.99 and all these people sent in money and then he just sent them a clothesline that's amazing (laughs) that's uh, that's good marketing right technically not illegal yeah yeah okay brett Favre, brett radner or brett butler I remember seeing Brett Butler in a magazine when I was a little kid, when I was like six. And I was like, oh my God, a girl has the same name as me. And I cried to my mom. <laughs> and um, so Brett Butler stinks. Um, but uh, Brett, I mean, I grew up on Brett Favre. So he was the man. And I, and uh, you know, I don't know. You, you, you start to meet people from Green Bay. Like I have some close friends from Green Bay now who grew up like with his kids and stuff. And then you start to hear like (laughs) stories, you know, nothing incriminating, but just like totally just like lurking around the bars of Green Bay, like after games with Tremura, like trying to pick up all like the 20 year old women they can. Um, But I don't know, perhaps it was a different era in the 90s. You can't do that shit anymore. Oh, I know. No phones, man. Those guys could have a field day. Well, yeah, you maybe you saw that Tiger Woods documentary. That was pretty wild. I didn't see the documentary, but I've read a lot about, I mean, him and, you know, his foibles. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, you, um, he, I don't know, I want to give too much away, but it was like, um, it got to be such a runaway train. He was just like going to Vegas and he had like, um, he had like careers that would like tee up orgies for him. So he would have like, and they were, to be like all this role playing. And so he like loses mind in Vegas and the, it, it stayed on the down low for a while, but then uh, these people started coming out and doing interviews and he would go out and party with like Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and they would just go rage in Vegas. And um, yeah, it's pretty dark, but uh, it's a great, it's a great film. I know I worked. Uh, so growing up in Orlando, he lived in Orlando and I like after high school moved to closer to part of town where he lived and I worked at a restaurant next to a fancy restaurant that he would go into and like the servers and bartenders would party together and they would always say all the pretty girls were like, yeah, he would come in 
and hit on all of us and we we're like no way like get out of here and mm-hmm. now we're like oh yeah totally oh yeah um <laughs> he that's his that's his uh that's his vice apparently like yeah all right uh real dumb question tons of apples or an app <laughs> i don't even want, i'm skipping this one new skis or an old snowboard oh <laughs> man brutal i've All never right. been skiing i've never been snowboarding i guess i'll go snowboard because it's less items to look after yeah abby he 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 answered correctly abby yeah. snowboards that's why respect yeah Yeah. i'm scared of extreme sports you know it's like i don't know what like have you ever wiped out abby and like run into a tree or anything not into a tree but i mean i've taken some nasty spills for sure Mm -hmm. yeah i I went sledding down um an active volcano in uh in nicaragua i was backpacking there when i was like 22 and there was this guy at one of these hostels that would, for you gave him 20 bucks and he would drive you up this, uh, the back of this active volcano in his truck. And then he'd give you a toboggan and you could slide down the other side. So you could look in, it wasn't like shooting lava into the air, obviously, but you could look deep into the middle of the volcano and see it like bubbling and steaming and you could feel the heat. And then you'd walk to the top and uh, you just, you just bum rush down the side and people would wipe out sometimes and you would see them like at the hostels and they would be all bloody and and cut up. It was pretty sketchy. So that was like the last extreme thing I did. That, that takes the cake, man. That's not just like, Hey, let's go snowboarding on this resort mountain. That's wild. Not good. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. That's a young man's game. Mm -hmm. Have you ever like thrown your back out? It's uh, you really realize like, how quickly life could be over, you know? I, I'm suffering from, I'm old now, um, plantar fasciitis and man, it just sucks getting old and along, it's probably not as bad as the back being thrown out, but like not being able to walk because it feels like you're walking on glass bones really sucks. So yeah, that's tough, man. All right. Well, you look, you look very young and chipper. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. As a 90s kid, how, be honest, how cool is it to have a song with the dude from the Verve Pipe, another song with the dude from Bare Naked Ladies? I, I could go on and on. You've done a lot of cool shit that we identify with, and we need you to be honest how cool it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. Um, I don't know what, like, the, you know, I think if you, like, stick around the game long enough and you kind of pay homage to your heroes, like, they start to take notice, and I think they appreciate it, you know, um, so, you know, it's like, I, I don't know, I would, I would love if some kid who's 15 would, would reach out and, like, um, you know, I'm just trying to put myself in their shoes, like, that, that would, I think that would be a cool thing for them, so, and that the Panda was a very unique time, whereas, like, I could, I could set up collaborations with people much easier. You know, they weren't out on tour. People weren't as uh, swamped. So I, I, I definitely um, tried to do what I could artistically during the, during the shutdown and everything. Um, but yeah, I, did, I got a song coming out with um, Matthew Cause from Nada Surf at the top of next year. And he's like one of my favorite musicians. So um, yeah, it's cool, man. I, I, I just trying to enjoy the, enjoy the cool moments, you know? That's so badass. 
It is very badass. You're badass. Thank you. Thanks for <laughs> liking our band. That's really, I'm really flattered. Love it. Like, love your, love it. Um, this is an honor. So that said, when you were just a freshman, did you know what you wanted to do with your life? Yeah, it was just to avoid uh, freshman kill day, which was a real thing in our high school, where like seniors would just beat the shit out of freshmen. It was pretty horrifying. Um, like and dazed got, and confused? Yeah, I got strangled out in the hallway in between classes and like my books exploded everywhere. And I was just like on the floor getting choked out. Um, and people were just walking past me, like staring in horror or laughing. And it was, uh, it was really traumatic. So that, yeah, I mean, high school is just trying to survive high school. Um, but yeah, freshman year kind of stank, but I feel like as each year got a little bit better. Um, but we just had at our high school, you know, it's kind of a low culture zone, a lot of, a lot of bullies per capita. Um, I remember being afraid to tell people I, I was in a band because they would call me like a total pussy or whatever, like fucking pussy. Like that was a classic. Man, I so growing up in Orlando, we we've talked about this a lot, but we we hated it. Like we couldn't wait to get out. I couldn't wait to move to New York. And but looking back now, I'm I hear these stories of like people from Texas and the Midwest, and you're like, oh my god, it was so not like that. Oh, good. <laughs> like yeah, we had our moments, but you know, like there was nothing like that. That's wild. Yeah. And I remember the next day, like the principal came on the um, speaker because I told my parents about it and I, and like, they were so horrified. And I think they called the school because the next day, like at 8am, the principal came on and he's like, students, um, please be aware. There is no such thing as freshman kill day. We do not endorse freshman kill day. And then I thought like some bully was going to like, find me and then like found out like it was it was me that uh that ratted uh ratted out freshman kill day so anyway all right we're sticking with this theme it's 2001 you have a burn cd in your car and it starts skipping do you change it or do you let it ride it out to see if it stops skipping um i would just like start ferociously punching the the cd deck that's probably what i would do yeah but it, you ever you play cds man they, it's crazy like how uh how easy they skip you know <laughs> yeah i love cds still have a bunch of cds what's uh, in your player now um i'm not kidding hold on right let me guess let me guess 16 stone by bush oh that's a good one but this is the CD that's closest to me right now. Oh my God. That's like one of my favorite albums of all time. Isn't that fucking insane? Yeah, Just that, to- is, that <laughs> album was huge. I've probably seen Jim Blossoms 15 times. That's who uh, I lost the CD now. That's who you got to play with next. Is uh... We opened for them. We did a one-off with them uh, two summers oh, yeah? ago. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. My dad, I got my dad backstage. He got to meet Jim Blossoms because my pops and I got into the band together. So we, uh, he would drink rum and Cokes and then he would put on Hey Jealousy and like play air guitar. And then I would just sit on the floor and just rock out. It was a great, great stuff. Great memories. And now you can see him for free at like all these great little fairs and festivals around Wisconsin. Oh, cool. I love it. I love that show. You, they probably never come to Wyoming, Abby. Like you probably don't get many shows, huh? No, not, no. I go to Salt Lake City mostly for music. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Brett, who's your favorite uh, comedian? And you can answer. You could go all time, current, whatever. It's your up to you. I think I think Norm Macdonald was pretty important for me. Norm Macdonald, and I think my current. I really like the comedian Joe List. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah, I love Joe List. Um, I, I've been really into Stavros lately. Have you have you checked out his special? He is unbelievable. I think he's going to be massive. He's a force. Um, I think he's unstoppable as long as he doesn't like have a heart attack. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, so we have friends of the pod and good friends of ours who are comics in New York. Uh, we had David Cross on the show. Oh, cool. Um, so we're like comedy adjacent. We're big comedy nerds. Joe List, uh, he's a big music geek. And so yeah. every time we put out a, 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 a episode that we know he likes, I tag him or I send it to him in hopes. He's, he's, he's big time, though. He's uh, Yeah, he's gotten pretty big. Yeah, he's doing big. And then uh, Mark Norman uh, is, is also up there. Love that. Oh, dude. yeah, Mark's, Mark's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Bargatze I mean, is my favorite. Their podcast. Do you listen to their podcast Tuesdays with Stories? Every week. It's oh, arguably too, my man. favorite. You're, you're Tuesday. Oh, I no. am. I arguably well, it's my favorite podcast. Oh man, it's one I, I would don't. Say, I would say the same. I would say the same. We're gonna be yeah. best friends. Oh, I knew it. I told you, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. Oh man. <laughs> I'm currently in the middle of the this week's. I'm about thirty minutes left. I only listen to it while I drive. So, oh, are you still talking about Tuesdays? Okay, yes. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, what do you call the little skin that peels off your fingers right there? What do you call that? Um, I don't know. Uh, fake sliver. I don't know what is it. I, I'm curious. I think uh, Abby, what do you call it? Hangnail. I always called it a hangnail, but I I don't think that's what. No, a hangnail is actually like a part of your nail, right? I think it's no. like a like a broken nail that's like hanging off. Okay, now we're gonna ask Google. <laughs> Go ahead. Such stupid Maybe it's like an alien mutant sixth finger that's trying to come out. You know, that's a strip. Sometimes we just ask questions we just want to know the answer to, and I, every time. Uh, I get one of those things. You pull it and it goes all the way up to your elbow and it hurts oh, yeah, and stings. Yeah. That's a hangnail. That's what it's called? Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. So we were right. Yeah, you heard what it here, you, folks. What other weird questions you got? <laughs> Do you still have the kazoo? Yeah. I. Uh, strangely enough, you bring that up. Last weekend, somebody gifted me a giant, like full-sized uh kazoo like this big like like it looked like a dildo it was like a dildo kazoo and um i played it once on stage and uh and i threw it out in the crowd and it hit hit somebody in the head they weren't looking i felt pretty bad but uh yeah i I like the kazoo i still perform with the kazoo i play um i often forget the kazoo so i kind of learned to play kazoo with my face i just kind of turn on some extra reverb and it sounds kind of cool just like you know fake fake kazoo fake fake zooming it up yeah okay um i should have asked this when we were on the to the high school question do you know what uh and do you know how to do this where you would do something with your tongue and a couple 
spots of saliva would shoot out. Oh, that's called bleaking. Yes. Well, we called it, Abby, what did we call it? Snake. We called it snaking. So I have it written down <laughs> here. Do you know how to gleek or snake? No, I can't do it on command, but I had this buddy in high school, Lucas Weikland. He was a funny dude. And uh, he would be in detention most of the time, but he could gleek on command and he would gleek on kids. Oh, it's so <laughs> gross. It's pretty savage. Um, but yeah, it was, it's pretty weird, but it was, yeah, you, you can't believe it. There was this other kid, Adam Cool. He could sneeze on command. So he could do like eight sneezes in a row. He would just go, choo, choo, choo. So he'd be in the back of the bus just like sneezing. Why? Eight, eight combo sneeze. Is he still alive? I think so. I think he's like a, he probably he's works a on Wall Street or something. <laughs> like goofed up his brain. I don't know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Is your phone on vibrate or is it, does it have, is it on ring? It's on silent at all times. Good. Yeah. Good. Thank it you. It takes like six hours to respond to, to things. You know, remember that book, Four Hour Work Week with Tim Ferriss wrote? Remember yeah. That book? Mm-hmm. I read that, you know, 11 years ago. And that was the one of the big takeaways, like just check your phone and your email once or twice a day. I try to try to do that. Oh, that's good. I check email, like four emails 400 times a day. My yeah. I mean, for some guy, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, what'd you say there, Abby? Oh, I just said my phone has to ring. I have to be able to hear it. What's your day job? I run a hotel. Okay. Right on. Do you, do you have like any stories of uh, complete delinquents that you've had to like kick out or anything? Yes, recently. Tell them. <laughs> Ryan, you're way too excited about that. Um, I did have to kick out a dysfunctional family last week and it involved multiple um, calls to the police. Wow. Yeah. They, the police came, the people decided they would stay away from each other. They didn't. So I called them again. Then the guy ran away. Then he came back. So I called them again. Brutal. And then I became a victim because in order to get him trespassed so he could never come back to my hotel, um, there has to be a victim. So I was a victim of a breach of peace. <laughs> oh, nice. You you got some legal skills there. Where? How did you guys become best friends? Abby? Middle school and Middle the Orlando school. magic. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That warms yeah. my heart. Yeah, we've been friends for, I don't know, 27 years. That's so cool. Music when did geeks you know you were going to be best friends? You know, that puka shell necklace? <laughs> tiny plucked eyebrows. I was like, man, we're, I'm in. Did you yeah. date ever? Did you ever date? Kind of, yeah, yeah. Nice. And then, you're, and then you broke up and then you're still best friends? That's amazing. It was eighth grade. Oh, that's cool. It was the summer between eighth and ninth grade. And yeah. we went and saw Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, that was big. I think mm-hmm. I've never seen that still. An but. underrated teen, 90s teen flip. Great soundtrack. Ethan, great cast. Ethan Embry. Yeah, oh, that sorry. guy from who plays Nick Papa Giorgio in Vegas Vacation. <laughs> Ethan Embry. Oh, that's him? Yeah. I not his real name. Yep. I Give just called him Nick yellow? Papa Giorgio. Oh man, that's a great movie. You know what's so great about that movie is Randy Quaid's character is wearing a belt of beers. Oh, is he? Don't acknowledge he has wearing a belt of bush like bush cakes. 
<laughs> no, I love that no. scene where he goes, uh, where he's in the buffet line. Yes. And he's like, what is that chicken? He's like, no, this is chicken. Want some? And it's like purple, like yeah. soup. Yeah. Give me some of the yellow and yeah. don't get cheap on me now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quoting right. Vegas vacation right now. Classic. Okay. Yeah. Randy Quaid, is he brothers with Dennis Quaid? Yes. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's such an interesting combo. And apparently a crazy person now, like a crazy grifter or something. Because Dennis Quaid is like like the quintessential like commercially uh you know corporate hot looking guy, and Randy Quaid just looks like this drunk maniac, you know. But I think that Randy Quaid had the better career, right? Not now. Yeah. It went no. very downhill at some point, not too long ago. But he saved the president. He did. Oh, he did. You are. That is true. I cried at that. In, in my, he saved my president. Bill Pullman. <laughs> oh, I watched that movie recently. Wouldn't that be? I just this would be a great T-shirt. Remember those George, <laughs> those George Bush shirts in the early two thousands that said "Not my president." Yeah. <laughs> it was just Bill Pullman. Or Bill Paxton. Bill Pullman, not my president. <laughs> that could be. That could be big. Let's do it. Do you have a screen printing machine? No, but I just had dinner with a guy who does, like just before I called you. <laughs> Let's do it. There's your merch. All right. You said you were single. That was a perfect question. Um, would you rather rather date a girl who dabbles in crystal meth or a girl who loves crystals? <laughs> Oh man, that's a great question. Who's really into crystals? I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, would you rather be vegan or have a terminal illness? Hmm. No, I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. Write that it's down. Funny, and I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you only did crystal meth once, you know, it can't be that addicting, right? I would date the crystal meth lady. That's actually, now that I think about it, I might go crystal meth if we're talking like just a couple sessions. Yeah, probably. I think you're right. Like a girl who's like really into crystals and has them everywhere and shit. Yeah, or or um, like um, has like a giant wall of like uh, lotions and potions and like 74 pairs of shoes. I think that could be a red flag. Here, come over. These are my lotions and my potions. I mean, you know. Uh, that's another song. But who am I to judge? Do you have any lotions or potions? Yeah, I have uh, a lot of sunscreen. I have uh, Trader Joe's lotion, and I have, uh, I think that's it. TJ's. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Um, how do, asking for a friend? How do how do you go about hosting a living room or backyard show with Brett Newski? Oh, uh, you uh, you just call me and then we uh, and then I come to your house. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I have to pay for airfare and shit like that? Generally not. We generally just try to route it into a tour. Um, so yeah, we will. Uh, I'm trying to do most things with my band these days, mm-hmm. which has been, I think it's just been a, it's just been a fun new look. Um, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to rock your backyard. 
I was thinking uh, Abby's backyard will get you to Wyoming, put on a show. That would be insane. Maybe for be the so mural cool. unveiling. That would be a great, um, that would be a really great way on the way to go play Seattle because there's nothing on that run. We'll play Abby's backyard. <laughs> I am on the way to nowhere. Yeah. Really that's why no one comes here. Yeah, that's tough, but that's fun. I, I think, um, I, I mean, I've, I've always been into playing like weird spaces or weird venues or it's kind of a, the way forward, you know, especially as like, you know, Live Nation buys up a lot of venues. It can be harder to get in some of the, the more classic rooms when they're buying up the smaller rooms. So if we're like going through and we don't have a, you know, we know we don't draw massively in the Kansas City or something, we can throw a show, like a DIY show at someone's space or someone's art studio. And then we cut out the middleman and, you know, do 15, $20 tickets, have a PA in the van and we can get, you know, 80 people in the door it's, it can be a pretty kick-ass show and it kind of keeps us alive uh, in the gaps of tours where we know some some of the cities are tougher that's very cool love it we're going to make this happen at one point okay cool so, for certain okay what's the hardest part about being a person in your opinion yeah i think just how unpredictable like your brain is you know it's like uh some days you're up and some days you're down and that that can be quite frustrating because it's it's your left and your right and up and down and it's, it's just hard it's kind of hard to keep track of it I, I, I kind of wish I had more consistent brain chemistry sometimes but I'm also just grateful to you know have just I guess just the right enough amount of like depression or anxiety or whatever where it doesn't like riddle me to the couch for days at a time like I have friends where that's that can be pretty intense and really heavy and it just like totally takes them out of work and stuff so I've always like used work or artwork or creating stuff as like kind of a a shovel to dig myself out of the out of the grave of uh you know when you get the blues or feel shitty or kind of feel like you're seen in black and white or whatever so yeah that, that's how I would that's what what I would say there it's very well said, to be honest, and <clears throat> I know both sides of it. Like you said, we have we we all have friends who have the debilitating side, but to have a healthier side with along with an outlet, I think is is the the key, the gift. Yeah, totally. And I mean, like pretty, I have some pretty severe mental health that runs in the family and stuff. So it's uh, I don't know. I think I'm in for some for some challenges ahead, but it's it's nothing I can't. Uh, I can't tackle, you know? Yeah, man. Well, we love your book and, you know, we love what you're doing. The oh. next dumb question we have is, do you, ha do you follow us on Instagram? I don't think I do yet, but I will do that. You better. And this is also, and you can, you can use this as well. It, it's our way of shoehorning in to the listeners. Everyone follow bothering the band on Instagram. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Do it. Okay. So we love your pod. Similar, very similar sensibilities as far as, uh, you know, non-conventional questions. You've had Frank Turner, who we've had. MLV from Delta Spirit, who yeah. we've had. Uh, Joe List, who we love. And so this is a great question. Who is on your bucket list to interview? Live, dead, whatever, no rules. And what would you ask them? It'd be cool to get, I feel like Charles Barkley would be pretty funny because he's like a natural comedian and, you know, 
I think that'd be a good challenge as an interviewer because he'd totally probably try to rip me apart and I, I feel like I could hold my own. Um, so yeah, I'd like to get Charles Barkley on. Um, I've, I gotta get back. I don't know. I gotta, I gotta get back on, uh, see who's putting out albums and see who I want to talk to. Do you have any recommendations of people I would gel with? Oh, David Cross, Tom Arnold. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, Ken Reed, too. Is he a comedian? He's a comic. He was in a punk band in the like, early 90s called 30 Seconds Over Tokyo. He a okay. uh, big pop culture guy. Okay. Uh, we'll have to think about if anyone comes to mind, even after this, we'll send him your way. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. So if what would you ask Charles Barkley, just off the top of your head? I would ask him, like, uh, how how cool it must have been to just, like, get in the fights in the middle of games and not get suspended more than one or two games in the nineties. Remember there was like so many more brawls. I would ask him what it was like to fight Shaq and if that made them like way better friends now, stuff like that. If, if oh, you have man. time tonight, I get on YouTube and watch NBA's greatest fights. It's like the best compilation. It's so fun. I love it. I love it. I was watching, this is probably their last year or the or last season, the year before, um, on NBA TV during the day, they'll play like uh, old games, you know, hardwood classics. And I was yep. watching one. It was Lakers and I want to say Pistons. It was someone from the East. And they were f- James Worthy threw a pu- multiple punches, landed multiple punches, not thrown out of the game. I I've was like, that. oh, my goodness. Bring that insane. back. Just full on like assault in, in public. Yeah, just keep keep balling. Oh yeah, get out there, shut and up and he, he always wore the rec spec, so he had an advantage because if people punched him, they'd probably break their knuckles on his goggles. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they're probably thick, thick glass. <laughs> I never, I never understood how those guys could wear those like face molder masks. Remember they were like those yeah. plastic that... masks. Mm-hmm. You know? So sweaty. Oh, so Rip Hamilton, so sweaty. Yeah, that was his he, thing. Rocked that, he rocked that like his whole career, huh? Yeah. He must have broken his nose early on or something. He broke like his orbital bone twice. And then oh. they said if he did it, he'd have to have like major reconstructive surgery. So Jesus. And then, then they won. So he was, I'm sure superstition played in. What, what if like they win the NBA title and he just breaks it partying after the game? <laughs> oh, that would be so terrible. <laughs> partying in, in, uh, uh, Auburn Hills. Maybe he wears the mask out at night. <laughs> Maybe his <laughs> wife likes it. I don't know. That's oh, a classic man. joke. Like um, that. Somebody told me this joke once. They uh, there's only one item of clothing I keep on when I'm having sex, and then the person goes, "What?" And then the, you go, "My mask." <laughs> <laughs> it's an NBA mask. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a Rip Hamilton. <laughs> It's not like a it's not like a Beavis and Butthead mask. No, it's a, it's a signed Rip Hamilton face molder mask. <laughs> I love the Pistons. Let's I feel do like it. I really bombed tonight on this podcast. <laughs> no man, this has been fucking great. I think maybe like start it five minutes in because I stank in the first five minutes. Maybe maybe like a fade in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, we could talk basketball forever. I'm very I'm looking forward to the season. Go man. Stockton and Malone. Yeah. Malone, real creep. 
Yeah, what happened there? He dated like mm. a seventeen-year-old when he was playing. Oh, I, oh, no really? one talks about this. Yeah, well, it's but, Utah. That's yeah, you know? true. <laughs> uh, I've never been to Utah. Abby has many times. Yes, I like how like in the NBA there was all these guys that just looked like accountants, you know, like John Stockton or Mark Price. They all had the same like swoop over comb over, and they looked like total jabronis, but they would just they just killed everyone. They're amazing. Uh, love nineties basketball. I have a Patrick Ewing jersey somewhere. <coughs> That's fine. All right, Brett, what's next for you? Tell us what you're working on, what you want to promote. I'm tell trying the, to finish this details. painting. Check this out. I'm making this giant painting. I don't even, I don't know if I can fit it on the screen, but I'm almost done oh, with it. Cool. It's like a, it's like an abstract cityscape. Um, and then we're going on little mini tours. And then on the fall, we're going, we're touring the dirty South and back. So we're going to Texas and back if anyone lives down there and Oklahoma or any of those, any of those spots. I think we're playing a little bit in Iowa and then, um, yeah. And then I'm going to, tomorrow i'll probably go jump in the lakes go swimming in the lake it's really cold it's really i think it's good for you um yeah probably drink some coffee and uh, read a henry rollins book and that will be it oh which book Ooh. is it i'm uh, i'm working through uh the classic um get in the van right now oh, nice. mm-hmm. i've read a bunch of them my favorite one by him is called smiley or traveling have you ever checked that one out is is that the one that's like poetry and shit no i don't dig i don't like any of that stuff but when he uh he like goes and travels around africa by himself and journals it it's really cool um i think that's one of my all-time favorite books but if you're into rollins you should give me one or two book recommendations oh man i'm reading a seinfeld book right now uh but i love all the punk rock i mean anything punk rock i love um Abby just got a, a, a book. What what's the book you got in LA? John Cooper Clark. Do Who's you know him? Who that is? No. Oh, I thought he's... you were going to say John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> yes, actually, um, John Cooper Clark is a I don't know punk rock poet. I guess okay. really, he um, is an amazing writer, and he's from the UK and came up like in the seventies. With he just look him up. You would enjoy him. Okay, John Cooper Clark. I'll check him. Sweet. Oh, as a '90s kid, as a uh, I just before this, I read something called uh, "Last Night in, at the Viper Room," and it was about River Phoenix and yeah. '90s Hollywood. Again, it talks a lot about before cell phones and 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 those guys and before. Paris Hilton and all that shit became being yeah. famous was more important than, you know, or at being a working actor and shit like that. And remember what a crazy thing to like be in the last like pre-internet generation. Remember when you were a kid and you would like see a girl you liked and you would, you would be like, I'll never see that girl again, ever <laughs> again, because I don't have a phone. <laughs> I'll never, that's it. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was sad and exciting, but mostly sad. I must talk to her or, or it will disappear. Or that's yeah. it. And, and I never have, did. I never had any sack. So. And if you do, then you have to call her house and her parents are going to answer and oh, you have to ask for yeah. her and they want to know who you are. And it's a whole thing. Then you got to yeah. talk to her dad while she gets comes downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a whole thing. 
you know what's real fun to do is if you take a picture of, of a group of people especially if it's your phone you take a photo and then you don't let them see it because everyone wants to see it and see how they look You're like nope 20 years ago you'd have to wait a week and a half to see this photo oh yeah yeah i i get that for sure yeah. you mean like when you take a photo of a group and then they want to see it to make sure yep. they didn't look yeah. stupid and then you have six like people being like can you take it over Do it again oh yeah, yeah. my elbow looks weird you can't show them i never show them <laughs> i i often like forget all these photos i took of like me and my friends and because i just you know how that is yeah later mm-hmm. oh man well that's our show what a great way to <laughs> I had a good right, time. We, we can't thank you enough, man. This has been so much fun. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we love your pond. Uh, dirt from the road, right? Yeah, that's it. Thank that's you. Awesome. Thanks, and Ryan. No problem. And, and Abby, why Abby? You're called Martha Sunshine. That's your screen name. Yes, that's uh, that's my AOL Instant Messenger. If you need to find nice. me later, um, oh, that's awesome. Respect. You, you might get my away message, but I check it every now and again. So. Okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Her away message says, uh, I heart Rip Hamilton. Nice. <laughs> I, I thought it might. I thought it might. Well, you're actually our, our active booking agent now in Wyoming. So, congratulations. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I love it. I knew you would segue this pod into a, into a gig <laughs> in real music. <laughs> I just, just, just to break into the Wyoming, it, that's, that's why I'm here. Oh man, good challenge to have. We're gonna get you there. I'm gonna and I'm gonna get you to Florida at some point. Florida's awesome, man. We're coming. We're coming in May, so uh, we'll 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 try to connect in Orlando. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Cool, man. Do you have dates yet, or just whenever you put put it up? We'll. I'll yeah. Find you we don't and, have uh, them quite yet, but it'll be sometime in mid-May. Oh, very cool. I'll have to have you. Yeah, would be great to meet in real life. Absolutely. Well. That's our show. Thanks for listening. What is it? I don't know. We'll, we'll cut when we cut. Dude, thanks so much. This has been a great. Yeah, yeah we're, cool. we're such big fans, and, and you did not disappoint. I flinch every time. You bat your eyes at me. Self-defense It's a little rabbit hole that white picket fence of yours Concrete around my feet I'm a poster child for every mafia story and scene Why every red light rolling stop signs you and I could never crash Never mind, oh never mind, oh never mind Here's famous last words, it's not you, it's me I love you, we will be fine Never mind, oh never mind, oh never mind Never mind, oh never mind, oh never mind A sky that's burning me up You gave me ozone Here our friends say we're invincible But they don't know the air to us Feels so marble I thought I'd 
Never mind, never mind, never mind.